Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Have you ever been told that you are too sensitive? I certainly have. Well, Kim Wirch is here today, and she brings her story of awakening as a spiritual healer, a psychic, and a medium, and wisdom for us about surviving and thriving as an empath in these turbulent times. Are you ready to meet her? After a successful career in IT, Kim Worch's life was turned upside down when she woke up as an empath. She re-educated herself in spirituality and set higher goals. And now she guides others through her books and blogs, workshops, speaking engagements, and personalized spiritual development sessions. She's the author of Waking Up an Empath and Awakened Empath. The evolution continues. You can find out more about Kim and her work at KimWurch.com. Now, this is worth spelling, so are you ready? K-I-M-W-U-I-R-C-H.com. KimWurch.com. Kim, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen. I'm so appreciative to be on your show. Well, thank you for being here. Let's Maybe we'll start right at the, at the beginning. What is an empath? Well, the first thing people think of is a highly sensitive person. That was always the common term. Uh, HSP was often the, the phrase thrown around. And a highly sensitive person is an empath, but an empath is a highly sensitive person times a thousand. Mm. They're just so much more sensitive to to energy, to sounds, to feelings, emotions, energy in all its forms. And I know that at the beginning of the book, Waking Up an Empath, you share a quiz for readers to, you kind of go through and score yourself about where where you fall, um, about whether or not you're an empath. Can you share some of those questions and talk about maybe why you chose them and what it means? Absolutely. So when I first awakened, the first thing that I started searching was the term empath on Google, which I'm sure most people would do. And the first thing that came up for me was all these quizzes. And I kept doing many quizzes over and over because I really didn't believe I was this made-up name that I'd never heard before. (laughs) So it was funny because each one kept telling me I'm an empath. I'm like, what do you know? You don't know me. (laughs) So when I did finally write my book, um, and it was actually funny, at the very end of writing the book, I added at the very beginning the quiz. And it was all questions that I knew without a doubt would help people realize whether they were or were not an empath with like no doubt at all. And I was really nice about it. I didn't make it so everybody has to go to the book that the quiz is also up on the website so you can freely go to my website and you can take the quiz and then when you realize if you are or aren't you can go from there so a couple of the questions like you asked um one of the questions do you get overwhelmed in crowded places i would use malls as an example Mm -hmm. um for me the grocery stores yep 
another question. Do you cry easily sometimes for absolutely no reason? Uh, do you find, and this is a big one, do you find that strangers will tell you very personal things about you, about themselves to you, and they may have never met you. It might be they've known you for two seconds and they start just sharing the most personal details about their life and just unloading all these things about themselves in an effort to make themselves feel better. And that's, I think, one of the, the oddest things for an empath is we, we could be sitting on a bus and somebody else just sit down beside us and just start sharing all their secrets. Have you ever had that happen, Karen? Oh, my gosh. Um, I Yes. Um, so I teach intuitive development and protection for empaths. And one of the things I know that if I go into the grocery store, I'm going to go like buy my carrots. Um, okay, it's ice cream. Just forget the carrots. I'm going to buy ice cream. And um, if I go in without protection on, I will be three feet in the door and somebody will be telling me their life story. And it'll be someone I never met before and it'll be, and there's no, it's not somebody who's doing it on purpose or to get something from me. It's just that sometimes people look at me and want to tell me things. And I think it's what you're talking about, Kim. It's it that is. empathic, it's the energy that we throw out there. Um, and so I know that for me, if I don't put on some good protection before I go to the grocery store, I'm not getting the ice cream and ice cream is important to me. Or when you get really emotional because of these people telling you all this stuff, you're really going to need that ice cream. <laughs> I see you know a lot about me already, and, and we've never met. <laughs> that's that's odd. Well, and I think sometimes, and I don't know if you find this too, but sometimes you can take those stories. Someone comes up to you and shares those stories, and maybe it's an unguarded moment, and you're not that much into your protection as an empath. They tell you those stories, and those stories have impact. Uh, on you and those stories can stay with you and you can carry them home and sometimes you can carry them home and they can stay in your physical body and in your emotional body and in your energetic body and if you do enough of that you're going to have some trouble exactly and i bet you so many people just hearing that alone will be like oh my goodness that's been happening to me my whole life and there's a reason for it yeah. and they're just finding this out now so what made you, you said you were taking those, you were refusing to be defined by internet quizzes, which I think is a good idea. What was it that really brought it home to you that you really were an empath and you believed it? I really didn't for quite a while, but it was actually the transformation I started going through. As soon as the awareness took place of being an empath, that's when I unknowingly kickstarted my spiritual awakening and that was what really made a believer out of me because all of a sudden I was going through physical changes, spiritual changes. My, I, would, I would sleep so much and I was drawn to these healing modalities and all these things that I didn't understand. And it wasn't until really I started do, practicing Reiki and receiving Reiki treatments and just discovering how sensitive I was and how aware I was of what they were doing, even though they never touched me, they never laid a hand on me, and I could still feel everything that was going on. I'm like, okay, maybe there's something to this after all. Wow. Do you think someone can learn to be an empath? I truly believe you're born that way. Mm -hmm. 
Others may have another opinion, but I really do believe that you're born that way. And so if you're born that way, how can listeners who are feeling some like sympathy agreement, like they feel it's right, what you're saying, how can they start to wake themselves up, but safely? Well, that is part of the reason I published my book is because I wanted to introduce this stuff as gently as I possibly could, because it is, it's life altering, but I don't want to shock people. And I, I, and I want them to just have understanding of themselves. It's not so much about understanding the rest of the world. It's about understanding ourselves and knowing who we are and what we are and how to use that to be as happy as we possibly can be. And so when people are interested in this stuff, they'll be drawn to it. I never, ever tell somebody that they should read one of these books or that they should go and start looking into this stuff. No, no, no. I say, if you're drawn to it, you will know. You will feel a pull towards it. Yeah. And I think there's a quality of discernment that's really important in awakening and in intuitive development that when you're drawn to it, you also, it's not like you're drawn to it and all your common sense goes out the window. When you're drawn to this, especially when you're connecting with something that, as you're saying, is your birthright, born an empath, as you're drawn to these things, you also have the ability to discern it's this book is right for me. This teacher's right for me. This message is right for me. You don't, I, I talk to people a lot of times who feel like they're waking up and they're afraid they're going to lose all control. That it'll just flood all over them. And it'll be this horrible, big negative thing and they won't be able to control it and everything will change forever. And what I like about what you're teaching and the message you're putting out there is that there are many ways to deal with this gift. It can happen slowly and it can happen in a very, a rather sensible and illuminating way without having to throw everything completely off kilter. You betcha. And for me, I have to do everything as fast as possible. I am so impatient. (laughs) I had to do it in a year. (laughs) But by no means do you have to do that. Most people would never do what I did. You know, I just am a jump in the deep end kind of person. But a lot of people can take their time, which is perfectly fine and is very individual. I'm sure you you yourself, Karen, find people coming to you seeking to understand, and they were just drawn to you. They just knew that you could help them. It's the ice cream thing. I think it makes me magnetic. I think that's I think that's I think that's part of my part of my poll. One of the things that you spend time on in the book that I think is really interesting is talking about relationship with guides and I'd love to hear a little bit about the guides you work with and and what you feel like other empaths can learn from connection with their guides oh earth guides are so 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 important my guides have changed but when I first awakened uh, I struggled a little bit to connect with them it wasn't super easy uh, in the beginning and I had to work for it But the one thing I learned early on was that they're, even though they're not physical, they're there to help you, support you, love you, and they never quit. They just don't quit that job. They stick through you through thick and thin, and they never tell you what to do, but they sure try to guide you, and so many of us don't listen because, of course, with free will, and we can do whatever we want, 
And so being a guide is probably the most thankless job on the planet, but they will be there for you through thick and thin. And I got some of my best guidance from my guides. They're the ones that directed me in the beginning to Reiki, which I needed so badly at that time. They're the ones that directed me to people who I don't know how I would have gotten by without them. They're just so critical. Do you feel like empaths have different kinds of guides than non-empaths do? Oftentimes we do. Everybody's guide has their own unique talents, just as we're all very individual, I find. And all the guides that I've worked with or gotten to meet of other people's guides, they all have individual skill sets that are unique to helping them help the person that they're guiding. So I'll give you an example. Uh, I I got into healing work. So I found that my guides tended to be able to advise me on healing. They had education or training, for lack of a better term, in those areas and were best able to guide me to help my clients or to help myself in matters of healing. I had other guides who would help in my personal life. I had clients who had guides who would help them specifically with their careers or uh, with finding the right career. So the the guides are all different and they're just as unique as we are. And that's, I think, important to remember if you're just waking up and wondering about your guides, that whatever other people tell you, my guide is this, my guide is that, your guide will be exactly who your guide is for you. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think we get, when, when people get scared of that, oh no, it's all going to happen at once and it's all going to be tremendously disruptive. Your guide will be who your guide is. That will be calibrated to your unique vibration and your, that guide will belong to you. Um, how can empaths take care of themselves? That pattern is to go to the grocery store and be stunned when people are telling you the life story. It's to carry everybody else's stuff around. It's to take care of everybody else first. So how can empaths learn to take care of themselves? There's a number of different options, and they'll have to figure out what resonates most with them. Um, First and foremost, you can go to somebody like yourself, Karen, or me, who teaches about empaths. Um, You can pick up my book, my first book, Waking Up an Empath. There's there's tons of um, information in there about crystals that you can get, or various things to help you with healing, because as an empath, you will need healing. Um, I, I actually created a blend uh, called Energy Protection that people could literally put on their skin, and it would create this barrier of protection for five hours before it wears off. Oh, that's um, Some people like visualization techniques where you visualize protection around you. So there's lots of options. The blend that you put on your skin, what is that like, like an oil or what is that? So I was um, using the, the blends that were suggested to me when I first awakened and I found one that was only available in the U.S. So it was very difficult to get and it was an essential oil and it worked for me, but it was wearing off after about, I'd say an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I found that very frustrating because I didn't find that was enough time. And so I ended up asking an archangel if they could help me 
create a stronger blend. And they did. They gave me a formula, and it has 13 essential oils in it. And, of course, I, I don't really know anything about essential oils. Like, that is not my expertise at all. So I had to take the formula to somebody who's qualified and trained in essential oils. And they blended it for me in a clean room. And uh, honestly, I was thinking, 13 essential oils, is this going to stink to high heaven, <laughs> right? I'm an empath. I'm sensitive to scents, right? I'm like, this is going to reek. They came back with the, the blend. I took one whiff. I fell in love. It is such a beautiful scent. Mm. And, of course, I got the formula from an archangel. How do I know it works? <laughs> they didn't tell me it would work for five hours, right? So we had some testing to do. And so I tested it on every empath I could think of, every non-empath that wanted to play. I'm like, please test this. Tell me what happens for you. Does it, does it do anything? Does it work? I mean, this is what I created it for, but you tell me. And testimonials started rolling in and people were falling in love with it because they'd never felt better in their life. Often as empaths, we take stuff on and we get headaches, we get anxiety, we get overwhelmed easily, you know, we get overly tired for what seems like no reason. And when people were putting this blend on, they were discovering that, lo and behold, none of those things were happening. It was exciting. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Kim Wirch. She's the author of Waking Up, an Empath, and Awakened Empath, The Evolution Continues. You can find out, find out more about Kim and her work at kimwirch.com, and that's K-I-M-W-U-I-R-C-H dot com. So how are you using your gifts now? You're working as a healer, you're a teacher, you're creating these blends. How has your life changed from the time that you began to wake up? Oh, my life's so completely different. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I never could have imagined this. <laughs> Nowadays, I'm still writing um, when, when I feel called to. Um, of course, I'm sharing my products, my oils, where, where people need it. I'm teaching um, courses that I'm developing as well as um, some that I'm taught. Reiki, I was taught, and I share that gift with anybody who wants it. I've developed some of my own um, courses and Akashic Records, which is quite advanced. I know not too many people know what it is, but very, very helpful in the healing industry. Um, I am regularly taking private sessions, uh, clients, and um, healing not just with myself, but my partner assists me, and we travel quite a bit to offer healing. And, um, you know, whatever people are needing, that is what we'll adapt to. You talk at the very end of the book about an empath starter kit, and mm -hmm. I, I love the lightness and the practicality with which you put that information out there. Can you share a little bit about what's in the empath starter kit, what we should put together for ourselves as we wake up? Yes, I picked out the simplest items that can be purchased at any metaphysical store, no matter where you live, I'm sure, if you can find a metaphysical store. And they're really practical, easy-to-use items, and I just basically gave instructions for how to use each one. 
Because if you're like me, I didn't know how to use these funny objects that I was finding in stores. I was finding white sage, which is an herb that you burn, but I didn't know how to use it. So I gave instructions for that. Uh, a quartz crystal pendulum. I did not know how to use a pendulum. And it was the most funnest things that I ever did when I first awakened. And I sat for hours playing with it. It was highly entertaining and really useful for a beginner. So I gave full instructions on how to use that. I mentioned tiger iron, which I know is not a common crystal. I always baffle people with that one because most have never heard of it. But tiger iron, not to be confused with tiger eye, tiger iron is very grounding. That, that stone touches your skin and, oh my goodness, you feel focused and clear. It is so great. So I explain in the book, of course, what grounding is and how it works. And then I also list Epsom salt, which everybody pretty much knows what Epsom salts are. You throw them in your bath and... And that, but the key with the Epsom salts is using a very particular lavender essential oil. My lavender essential oil is the, the Bulgarian brand, so it's very high grade. Um, it doesn't have that stinging smell. It's a very lovely scent. I find with empaths, it really does help them with their emotions. Mm-hmm. And then jokingly, I tell people that you need a box of tissues because empaths cry a lot. We're so sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it's wonderful. And I think it's important because you, you start awakening and it can feel like you're on a big unicorn rocket ride through the cosmos. And I love how you boil this down. Here are things that I can smell and touch and feel and hold. And there are things that ground me and there are things that kind of bring me right back into my body and right back into alignment with spirit. What do you wish that you could have known or that somebody could have told you when you first were starting to wake up? Oh, I wish somebody had said, no, you're not crazy. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure I was crazy. I was downright positive. <laughs> um, I, you know, right off the bat, I wanted to hide it. That was my first instinct. Hide it from everyone. If you tell people, they're going to think you're nuts. Mm-hmm. If you, if you tell others, you're just, you're not going to fit in. And, you know, we make up these stories in our heads and it couldn't have been further from the truth. Because when I finally did build up the confidence to actually come out and just say it and be open about it and say, this is who I am. I never got any of that pushback that I had created in my head that I thought was going to happen. Nobody called me crazy. Nobody said, no, you're wrong. There's none of that. You know, so I just want to let others know that there's lots of us out there like this, and you're special, you're unique. If you didn't fit in, find your tribe, because you'll fit in with your tribe. Wow. Can you remind the listeners how to connect with you and what you offer on your site? Absolutely. My website's really easy, because it's just my name, which is K-I-M-W-U-I-R-C-H, just kimworch.com. You go to my website, I list my events, the stuff I'm teaching, where, what cities I'm going to be in. There's links on there to my books that if you want to purchase. Of course, there is the empath quiz if you wanted to go and check it out. Uh, if you get 
15 that are a yes, then you're an empath. Uh, there's some other info on there as well about me. Wonderful. Kim, thank you so much for being on the show. That was great fun. Thank you. Absolutely. Keep up the great work, Karen. Thank you. That is Kim Wirtz. She is the author of Waking Up an Empath, A Year in the Life of an Empath from Awakening to Spiritual Healer, and Awakened Empath, The Evolution Continues. Both of those books are available at Amazon.com. You can find out more about Kim and her work on her website, which is KimWirch.com. That's K-I-M-W-U-I-R-C-H dot And of course, you can always find out what's happening in my world at KarenHager.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events, what's happening on this radio program coming up over the next few weeks. It's also a good place to check my availability if you'd like a private intuitive session. It would be my great pleasure to shine a light onto possible paths, help you see a little bit deeper into the heart of your own mystery, your own journey. That's all at KarenHager.com. Practical Protection for Empaths is a new downloadable, streamable course. I'm proud of this one, 75 minutes of practical things that you can do right now, and I mean practical, to give yourself greater protection if you are feeling overwhelmed by the turbulent times that we live in. Details also at KarenHager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.